It's like wisdom, man. Oh, that's that's so bad. <laughs> that's that's a long one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what she said. Uh, Dennis. Uh, yes, yes, my man, my main man. It's been back from your back from your journey across the pond and back. Across the pond and then across different other parts of the water. Yeah. Let's hear about that. I want to hear about that first. Well, Include, including, of course, my my persistent questions about where you ate and what you ate. Yes, you know I am I'm all over that shit. So first stop was uh, I left on a Sunday afternoon, and I arrived uh, Sunday night in Miami, Florida. It's my first time ever being there. It was hot and humid as fuck. Yeah, how hot? Eighties. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like 80s uh, temperature, but like feels like high 80s. Yeah. Yeah, because you're instant sweat. Yeah, and uh, got to my hotel, and the hotel was super modern tech swanky. Like when you, if you look at the Google um, satellite view of the address, uh, there's there's just like a, a sandy hole there. Like they hadn't built it a year ago. Whenever uh. they uh, whenever that last photo was taken. Um, so it's all super new and they, and it was all super techie. Like there was a little iPad mini on the, on the bedside table that controlled the blinds and the lights and the TV and, uh, and the color of the lights and the thermostat. And it was just all like, it's sort of like Star Trek where like you, you pick up a little tablet and you like boop, 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 and you like configure your room. Uh, pretty fun with that. Yeah, for like yeah, a couple minutes, but I was tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that was kind of cool. And then I had a whole day to decompress. Oh, no uh, Yeah. In before Miami. The, before the conference. In your, in your choices for a whole day. Now, you slept. You laid around some to relax, sure. But did you do any uh Yeah. So, so I met up with a soon-to-become-very-good friend, but a person I had never met, uh, a French woman who uh, is ha- like her mother is Spanish and she lives in the island of Mallorca in Spain. So uh, it, she speaks English too, but she prefers Spanish to English. Uh, and she was like, all right, let's go see some stuff. And, uh, and so we went out. Um, she had a, a good instinct. Like I hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me to like look for what to see. Yeah, but uh, she said, "Let's go to Little Havana." Yeah, sure, good choice. Which is like, yes, Safe indeed, bet. good food, music, yes. And so we took a took an Uber there, and uh, I don't know if it was this Uber or another one, but um, uh, we started talking to the Uber driver, and the Uber driver had some stories. Uh, he said that uh, well, first of all, we asked him, uh, "So, uh, where are you from?" He said, "Well, I grew up in New York City." And we're like, okay. And and how long have you been in Miami? And he said, uh, six years. And we said, so do you like it in Miami? He says, no, I hate it. Oh. Miami's horrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Everyone is so false. Everyone is so. I just. I just hate it. And we said, so why are you still here? And he said, um, you know, my wife likes it here. And we're like, all right, fine. Like, uh, whatever. We get it. We live places for for love. Uh, but then he just and then he went on to talk about how this one time uh, he had this client that it was an older older man and older woman in their 
in their early 70s and uh they they were sitting in the back of the same car that we were in and he said he sort of looked back and he saw that the woman was like scrolling through his like um the reviews of him as an uber driver uh-huh and uh and and then the the man and like they whispered or something and the, the man said hey how would you like to pick me up uh every two weeks on tuesday at the airport and take me to my apartment in the city and he was like fine whatever uh turns out this this man is a billionaire with a b uh who lives in new york city and has a house in in the in the swanky part of Miami and goes every two weeks to Miami. And, uh, and, and the driver said that whenever, whenever this guy gets out of the car, uh, he, he, un, he unwraps like 10, $100 bills and like hands, hands it to the driver, just like as a tip, uh, 10, a thousand dollar tip, a thousand, a thousand dollars for, I mean, that's probably the payment for the whole ride, but like, oh, right, it's every right. two weeks. So, you know, damn. But, um, and wow. the driver, the driver said, "This this could be totally fabricated. It's just a story that he tells all of his all of his people. Uh, you know, who knows? Right. But, but he said it's a, some sort of executive from Apple that. Uh, ah. Which living the life. Know, I don't know how many billionaires there are, but uh, living the life. Well, so, anyway, it was a good story. It's a good story, and I retold it. One less, one less than two less than there should be. Let's put it that way. Indeed, whatever that means. Speaking well, that means you and I. Besides that, we just know there's not enough." Of I mean, you and I should be billionaires, but uh-huh. there you yeah. go. There we go. I, I got it. Speaking of billionaires, you want to we launch? You want to get more stories? You want to talk about food and shit? Yeah. So, oh, okay. like, okay. we were on our okay. way to Little Havana. Okay. Well, and we only have an hour, so. so. <laughs> anyway, we had uh, uh, we walked around Little Havana, which was super cute in in of course Cuban, and. Uh, I always find it amusing when I'm in a group of people that are that are like totally bilingual in my two languages. Yeah. Uh, how how the language flows from sentence to sentence and changes and can be, and that's always super interesting to me. But like Miami is a whole fucking city that like is all bilingual. Like everyone speaks both. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. But anyway, so we got to Little Havana and we had um, Cuban fajitas. Ah. So Cuban fajitas are. Uh, it's the same contents as Mexican fajitas that I'm used to, except instead of tortillas, they have uh, little compressed uh, cakes made out of bananas. Wow! Uh, and you and you put the and you put the meat and, and veggies and stuff on that, mm. and it was uh, delightful. Is it crunchy or the the banana thing is super crunchy? Yes. And is it sweet? A little? Oh, just a little, just a little. Banana is not plantain. I mean, it might be plantain. Uh, is it bigger? Is it larger? I didn't see the actual banana, but like the the little things were like pancake size, but like they were sliced and and compressed. And oh, I don't know. Might be plantains. Well, yeah. anyway, but good, huh? Good. Anyway, it was fucking amazing. Yes, and other amazing food was also consumed, uh, including at the end of the conference. <laughs> so normally they have a speakers dinner for all the speakers the day before the conference, but yeah. this this one they sort of mess it up and they had it the day like when the conference was over which has its pros and cons, like everyone is relaxed or whatever. But um, we, so we went to this restaurant, amazing food, lots and lots and lots of amazing food. Um, and they were serving out of pitchers, either sangria or mojito. Mm. And I was drinking mojitos. I'll but bet like, you were. But like after about the ninth one, 
it was like, hold on, hold on. After about the ninth one, it was clear that there was no fucking alcohol in this at all. It was oh, just, no it was just lemonade. And, and, Is that true? Yeah, it was just for no. Both of them? Even yeah. for the Sanger? Yeah, I don't know about the Sanger yet, but uh, everyone that was drinking alcohol. mojitos was like, uh, there's, there's nothing They couldn't call it a mojito unless it had alcohol in it. Well, that's, the, that's false. It's a virgin mojito. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, they could say that. That would be true, but they didn't say that, apparently. True, they didn't. I uh, think, well, let me help you. We should uh, write a strongly worded letter to the management. We should, we should. So after the dinner was over, uh, and the very last thing, this is one of these menus where like they bring you each thing on the fucking menu, a little bit to like to share. And when we were super, super full, the last thing they brought was um, truffle, fl- truffle fries. Which was like French fries with like yeah. truffle stuff on top. Truffle oil, that, right? That, that was just the smell was just amazing, but like we yeah. couldn't possibly eat anymore. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, after Parmesan cheese on it, the truffle fries. <clears throat> there was some cheesiness to it, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. So afterwards, the the conference organizers were like, "We need some alcohol up, alcohol up in here," because uh, the yeah, conference yeah, yeah. organizers are from Croatia. Um, and so they were, and so they asked the waiter, like, what's, what's the typical beverage around here? And the waiter was like, well, we got tequila. And they were like, tequila, yes, tequila. <laughs> and so the, the, the waiter was, um, he and I were talking a little bit in, in, in Spanish and the, and the conference organizer was like, okay, uh, Eric, you choose what tequila we have. Uh, and so the, the waiter went back to, to check on some things and came back and he was like, all right, we got three three kinds of tequila we got um we got your blonde we got your uh old and we got your uh reposed reposado uh and i said well what would you recommend and he said well the the light one is for mixed drinks and the and the old one is for like sipping really slowly and the reposado one is for is best for like shots and, and i was like all right well i guess that's what we're up for uh so and he said and and then I started asking, so how many shots do we want? And the organizer was like, just get the fucking bottle. And I was like, okay. And so the waiter said, well, the bottle, no matter which one you choose, the bottle is uh, $425. And I was like, okay, well, they told me we could get the bottle. So, uh, so yeah, let's go with that. And so anyway, we ordered, the, we ordered this bottle on the, on the, on the organizer's bill and, uh, it was the best fucking tequila I've ever had. How many shot glasses did they pull out? I mean, how many people were you talking? Uh, there were at least a dozen, maybe 15. Yeah. And so we went how through many- two rounds of that before people started being like, no, that's enough. Uh, and then and there we was ended some up, left. It, we ended up taking the rest of the bottle in a brown bag to the back to the hotel and had some more. But anyway, it was amazing. So that's, that's fun. And my so my, my super fancy uh, tech hotel was yeah. right across the street from where the Miami, where the Miami Heat play there in the stadium. So which they're in the playoffs at the end of the conference. They there was a game uh, where the Celtics beat them. Miami Heat was up like three zero, and the and the Celtics beat them one. And now it's like tied or something. So anyway, exciting. So Miami's a big big city. I I, I was there and I I wrote a poem about it and. Uh, I don't remember all the poem. I'd have to look it up, but I remember one of the phrases was something to the tune of a of a country boy with a paper bag full of seashells and sand. Because that's what I did when I was in Miami. I went to the shore and just walked. Now, nice. um, what was the other crazy part of town? Not a uh, south, um, the South Beach of Miami. South Beach. Beach. Yes. 
Where... So that, that was the other place that that we decided to go on our on our on our free day, and the Miami Cops. Beach was the Miami, the the beach was uh, meh, not that not that interesting. It was just a mediocre beach, in my opinion. Because I'm well, so spoiled the, with my beach that I have shops you. and the bars and the yes, there were beach. there was some nice uh, there were some nice restaurants and we stopped at one uh, that was playing some nice music and we had again some other like ropa vieja and other yeah. and other delicious things. We had but, a uh, we had a conference in Miami where we went to South Beach, and uh, I recall uh, this woman. I can't remember much about her. I kind of remember what she looked like. Um, she was older than me at the time. This is many, many years ago. And um, during the event, I found her very interesting and engaging, and I liked talking to her and whatnot. So when we got to uh, South Beach and sat down for drinks and then eventually dinner at this place, yep. uh, one of the first things they offered us were cigars. And they went around to everyone, and, and I took one. I was Actually, I smoked cigars for quite a while, but quit that shit some time ago. But... I was at the time, had a nice cigar, and this woman grabbed one too. And so I remember this long conversation with her, uh, uh, you know, business related, but, you know, maybe more, a little bit more personal than that in terms of doing the job or whatnot, but engaging. Right. And uh, the whole time, both of us smoking these cigars and drinking shots and having fun with a, nice. with a group of people and how, how it was such crazy eye candy to get into the place on the way there because we got there in the uh, late afternoon when things were kind of a lot of a lot of roller skaters warming up yeah 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 and um i remember a great dinner it was we were there for six hours you know something like right, that, right, five right. hours i don't know nice but uh in just thousands and thousands of dollars i mean shit <laughs> we <laughs> which one one year i believe it was minneapolis when i was uh, head of a national group that sponsored conferences. We rented 300 of the 350 rooms in this hotel. And as part of the agreement, as you've heard me say before, I got the master suite, the big suite. So I went to check in and they, they, they said, well, we're full. We're going to have to bump you. And they started talking about other hotels. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know who I am, right? I'm renting the entire hotel. I have heard this. Yes. <laughs> right. Continue. And they gave, well, make a long story long. It was one screw up after another, and I ended up. Uh, they tried to put me in a two star hotel, ended up in a five star hotel with a limo driver. Yes, at my at my at my beck and call, and an open bar bill in the in the hotel. I said, "Now I don't have any place to entertain here, and this is where all my speakers and guests are." And so they gave me an open bar bill. It was wow. over five thousand dollars. Yes, nice. <laughs> Not to count all the rest, but but there's something about that. When when somebody else is buying the drinks, right, and you're just going around the table, what do you have? And it's like, well, I have a bottle of this or a bottle of that. Right. A lot of people drinking wine and one guy ordering hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars of very expensive wine and drinking a lot of it himself and ended up seriously, seriously, ta- face down on the table. Face down on the table. Yeah. Well, that's how it goes. So quickly before we leave Miami, I, after the conference, I had a flight in the evening, and so I had a morning to kill. And I looked, I Googled around what to do in Miami, and I found a uh, a boat tour 
that uh, takes you around to celebrity homes. <laughs> from the water. From the water. And so I was, like, I was like, sure, I'll do that. Is that what you did? That's hilarious. I had a morning free, and I, and it was like a, a cool like out on the water to like get a like a, aside from the celebrity thing. It was like a nice view of the skyline yeah, yeah. from the water. Uh, and what, what, who were the celebrities? So I took notes as they were announcing them, oh, with photos see. and everything. Let's walk through them. Uh, and so the first one was Antonio Banderas. Oh yes, uh, he has a nice house. Uh, second one was Jackie Chan. Uh huh. And uh, his house is actually available on Airbnb. Uh, for 10 people for $7,000 a night. So if you're feeling, you know, when the Patreon check comes that's in. That's only 700 bucks a piece a night. That's not bad. That's You're good at math. Very good. Uh, then there was Floyd Mayweather for a $25 million home. And they all have like yachts uh, parked outside, of course. Yeah. Um, then there was a house that used to be owned by Shakira that was like had all glass uh, walls and she sold it because she had no privacy. Is that true? That's what they, that's what they told me. Uh, and the and no one no one raised their hand and said no curtains then. <laughs> yeah, that was the joke that they were making. Uh, then uh, Ricky Martin was another one. Uh, Puff Daddy had another one there. J Lo bought for tw- uh, for forty million in twenty twenty. Sold in- to her. Yeah, sold to her. Purchased by her, and then the the biggest one was this guy that I didn't know the name of. Uh, like I, it didn't register, but apparently it's the inventor of Viagra, uh, and he has a ninety-five million dollar home out there. <laughs> like, oh man, indeed. Did, and when you were there, did they per- mispronounce your name and call you uh, erect? No, but nice try. And then there's a Will Smith has a house oh, where they God. where they made the joke of we will not say his wife's name. <laughs> keep keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. Indeed. Oof. Then there was a house that uh, used to belong to Shaq when he played for the Heat, but then he sold it to a Russian billionaire who is Naomi Campbell's boyfriend for fifty million. Uh, then there's another one that belongs to Rihanna. David Beckham, uh, Gloria, and Emilio Estefan, uh, who are married celebrities, have uh, his and hers mansions on the same property next to each other. Uh, are they are they brother and sister or married? Married. And they uh, each have their own mansion. They each have their own mansion. The 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 the, the woman announcing things said, uh, and this might be the the answer to a happy marriage. Each have your own house. Uh, wow, each own here really. Nice house. <laughs> yeah. Good and Lord. then there was one used in the movie Bad Boys 2, another movie, another used in the movie Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. So how many hours was this? Couple three? An uh, hour and a half. And then there's this, uh, there's this special island called Fisher Island that apparently is the most expensive zip code in the U.S. Uh, it's an island and there's no bridge. So you can only get there by ferry or helicopter or, or whatever. Yacht. And... On that island, there is property owned by Tom Cruise, Julie Roberts, and Oprah. Just the three of them? No, there's more, but they those are the names that huh. ring a bell. So anyway, that was a, a tour. And then it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. And then we came back, uh, and it was sort of like drizzling. So in Miami, when I was there, it rained from twelve thirty to one 
p.m. every single day. Like there was a scheduled rainstorm, and that's when it rained. And you um, were happy when it stopped, but much cooler. Right, but then yeah. or maybe not cooler, but humid. Well, probably cooler, less humid. Well, more humid. Well, more I humid. I don't know. Like the water now is on the ground to evaporate up into the air. Well, I suppose for the half hour immediately after it stops raining. I'll give you that. That's sure, good. sure. Then after that, it's even worse Indeed. because of what you said. All right. Should we talk about television? Or, I, uh, I'll, let me my, see. My, the second part of my of my week was in the Canary fucking Islands. Like I went from Miami to the Canary Islands, which are like to down go by to Africa. A, a, a wedding or to another conference, your... two conferences, two conferences. Yep. So what about that one? I mean, that was another another one. Uh, it was awesome as well in its own way. That was remember when I went with my family to a volcano? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's that island. And so a lot of my conference friends uh, felt the need to go see the volcano, whereas I didn't because I had been there already. Uh, yeah, and it was great. Just, I had such you a- You were like, come on. It's just yeah. a fucking volcano. Yeah. It's just the third highest volcano in the, on the fucking globe, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, but it, uh, I had a great time there, probably better than Miami, actually. Uh, just hanging out Brief. with- It was like two or three days. Uh, but it was just hanging out with people that I like, like and people you know. People I, I knew some of them, but some of them were were new acquaintances. Um, and three of the people had actually been at the Miami conference, <laughs> so in the same week uh, we were there again. Uh, but it was it was it was nice. Uh, we also had good food. My okay, one one quick story. So. Uh, while we had again a day to decompress before the conference, and uh, I went out with some friends of mine that I met from other conferences that live in the south of Spain, and they are all like most of the conference speakers are like thirty year olds or something, and and these guys are are like all my age, uh, and they had rented a car. And they knew that the great place to eat on this island is to go to these little places in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're called Wachinches. And Wachinches. Wachinche. And what's, what's uh, that mean? And it, I don't know. It just means little fucking place in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I was there with my family, we went to a couple of these, but uh, this was one where this guy had heard of this place that like wasn't on Google Maps, like you couldn't search for it. Huh. And so we ended up going to this place and they had a little, they had a little vineyard outside and like the structure that we were in was mostly like plastic and shit sort of tied together. Like it wasn't, really? <laughs> it wasn't an actual building. Uh, and there wasn't a menu to order from the waiter came and like listed some shit and, and they were like, yeah, let's have one of those and one of those and one of those. Uh, <laughs> and then they said, and and then we'll have the, then we'll have the, so we, we thought we were ordering, ordering like um, appetizers. And then one guy said, and then for me, I'll have the, I'll have the steak. And the waiter was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, like you, should get, you guys should share a steak, especially after ordering all that other shit. Uh, and so we, 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 we ordered that. We ordered what they, what he suggested. And we also had um, uh, half liter bottles of wine. <laughs> So a regular bottle of wine is, is of course, uh, three quarters. Uh, and this was this was clearly their own wine that they make. Uh-huh. And uh, and we had this we had all the all the appetizer stuff and then we ordered a steak and it was so fucking amazing. Like we thought it was 
we thought it was some amazing like beef steak. Uh-huh. Turns out it turns out it was like pork loin, but like really well seasoned. Huh. And so we ordered another one, and we probably had uh, six half liters of of wine between the five of us. Oh, and, and and there had never been any prices on. There was no menu, right? And so we we went up to to pay, and the guy was like, um, "Yeah, that'll be sixty six euros. I think uh, seventy dollars." Oh and my we were god! Like, and we were like, "That's nuts!" And we were like, "Wait, each?" <laughs> because it should be each, right? But but no, it was like seventy dollars in total for this amazing. Like, like we could a, not eat anymore. That's like a dream story there. Yeah, and it was it was just fantastic. So anyway, yeah. I'll I'll stop there. We can pivot. There now. was. Uh, there was I, I mentioned to you before this place in San Francisco, that was a warehouse on the wharf, and no name, and that's what they call it—the place without a name—and went there, and it was the best right. seafood, all on picnic tables, and the 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 um, the cab drivers, which I was driving, you know, at the time was before Uber, um, all knew where it was, of course, you know, and uh, but there's something about that, and you, you could know. just be like, take me to the good place. Yeah, took me a good place without the name. Well, I'm trying something different here. I just drank a Schmittix, but I didn't only had one cold. So I bought beer for my son-in-laws, and I'm drinking a big-hearted IPA. Okay. Mostly because it has a picture of a fish on it. That does look like you're kind of uh, of a label. Yes, big-hearted. Does it taste fishy? What's that? Does it taste like fish? I'm sure it doesn't, but here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Huh. Well, it's it cold. Big-hearted? It's cold? Yes. I read, oh, what happened? So there we go. So, um, so finale of succession. Wait, for, I, was, for, I first, was so pumped hold up. Hold on. First, the, the HBO chose to make everyone migrate to a new app. Like HBO, like is being shuttered as a brand, and now you have to on your smart TV and on your phone and on your iPad and everything. Now there's an app called Max. Yeah, and I could not like when I tried to run HBO, it said no, install Max, and when I tried to install Max, they said not available in your region. Uh, which kind of like what fuck. Uh, so anyway, I I found piss you off. I found other ways to. Uh, to partake of the content. But anyway, yes, let's... Uh, I don't want to talk about the final yet. I want to talk about the penultimate, the the funeral. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That was that was a brilliant episode. Like, the best episode ever until perhaps the final. Um, uh, because, I don't know, all the dynamics, everyone was there in the room, all the important people, and just how how perfectly uh, Roman, as his brother said, fucked it. Uh, that was... That was brilliant. The, the, quite the dominant, subordinate... Oh, my God. At the at scene actually told me that Kendall had it in him to be as ruthless as his dad. And because Roman was, was, Roman was all like, yeah, I pre-grieved. Like, he was all trying to be above the grief. Yeah. And... Uh, so the the official podcast that I've listened to about that episode uh, had James Cromwell, the the brother Ewan, 
Ewan. Uh, and they talked to him about that. And he uh, famously is a super like liberal uh, philanthropist, a philanthropist uh, guy. And, green green uh, Greenpeace well, no, where, no, he no. Gave, where he gave Greg's money. No, 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 no. But like the actor too is, is like, is like, super, Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, liberal. I see what you're saying. Yes. Uh, I didn't know that. And, uh, and he talked about how, uh, he got up, he got up there in front of all these people because it's a real fucking church and all those actors and extras and everyone was all, were all there. And they told him, look, uh, just run through it, just run through it. And he could not remember a single fucking line of anything. Like he couldn't remember any of his yes. speech. Uh, but, but like he had he had it there on on paper, but but then he got up there and he said good morning. Do you know and why? Then, remember anything? He had what? COVID. He 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 is suffering from long COVID, uh, actually. But uh, when he, he said when he when he got up there and said good morning, the rest of it just flowed out of him. Like he didn't understand how or why. Uh, but what a amazing speech that like I thought I thought it I thought it was, and I I thought the opening. Uh, when he said, what kind of family would try to stop yes. a brother from speaking? For, in the interest of share price. Oh, yes, of course. That was the, that was the, yes, the real that, key. That, yes. But yeah, and, that, uh, that hapless, was... hapless Greg. Hapless, conniving, clumsy Greg. Low Boy, man on the totem pole. Oh, my God. Uh um, but so, yeah, that, that speech was fantastic, and then, and then Roman uh, Roman did his his little well. This uh, thing, this thing about Roman breaking down was, to me, the biggest surprise. In hindsight, I was like, "You should have seen this coming a million miles away," right? Because we all know that he's kind of crazy and high strung and just speaks and, and out shallow, shallow beyond. The pale, but we didn't we didn't know how emotionally damaged he was. And I'll tell you one thing that struck me about about Roman uh, a million of a of a million things was it was clear how much he's in love with Jerry. Yeah, how much he's in love with Jerry, and of course, as a mother figure, you know, uh, uh, and just he is such a fucked up young man. <laughs> um, the 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 way I, I saw the scene with uh, you fucked it scene between him and his brother Kendall like three times. First with the words on, second with the words with the words on but not looking at them, right. and then third with no words. And what I was struck with more than Kendall's uh, aggressive spirit and the fact he's such a motherfucker was just how genuinely wounded Roman was wounded. And, and you could feel the knife in his heart. Yes. You know, it was excruciating. Um, and you remember the old line where he said, Oh, it's all right. If dad hit me, everybody hit me. I was annoying. <laughs> right. That is such a, such a, an abuse, abuse, uh, excuse. Yeah. The, yeah, that that whole like I loved how Roman was like, wait, is he is he really in that box? Oh no, like, uh, he was beyond. It, it didn't. It didn't. That voice he used because, was from from a really deep 
place in Kirk uh, Culkin's freaking life. Because that was some. He he was the one that was always like, uh, "We need proof that Dad's really dead." Like, yeah. we have all this hearsay. Yeah. Anyway, is he God. really in there? Can we let him out? Yeah, he said, "Can we let him out?" God. Well, what, it, a, what it a thing is... to say at a funeral. When Roman hit it out of the ballpark, it was the second time in three episodes that he became the guy who could handle the public, and he did an enormously good job at the at the company announcement of his dad's death and lots of congratulations, and it was the beginning of him being pumped up right. as the heir apparent, which continued, obviously, until, uh, until just the last minute. Um, but one of the, w- one of the things that we saw during that funeral speech is just how good he could be with thinking and talking about the world and money and what it does and how important is it. It was, he was thinking it was on, the on his best. It, it was, let me, how do I describe it? That gave us the best glimpse of the best of Kendall. Yes. Of anything, anything before everything. Ever. More than, the, than you, the live, whatever bullshit uh, speech. Yes. 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 Let me ask you this. Did you think he was going to jump in the, in the river? Hold on. You're jumping to the, to the very end. I just said, just, it just came to me. Yes or no. We'll come back to it later. I considered it, but I don't think he's suicidal. I he think said, he, he said in the scene we are talking about. Yeah. Then, then we don't have anything to live for, but, but yes. No, he said, if I don't get this, I think that I'll just be dead. Right. Not, not that he'd kill himself, but that he 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 used that term. I would be dead. Of course, he was at. That was uh, right. That and was his, a, he was, the most accurate thing he said in that episode was, "I'm a cog that only fits in one machine." Yeah, which is like so true. Okay, yes. so uh, that that funeral was amazing, and Shiv speech. Shiv speech was was great, but I. Then, like, Matson noticed, Matson overheard that uh, that Tom wasn't there because he was working because he's such a hard worker. Which, uh, let's go on to the final episode. Super fucking spoilers, everyone. Uh, the wow, what, so a, the, what a what a finale! This is this scene for me is the one that is through my mind again and again and again. And it's the absolutely final scene. And of course, leave it to succession to make the final scene, the one that you can't get out of your head, Yep, is when Tom, not in his arrogance, but in his understanding of his place in the world, his understanding of who he was and what his job was in the limo where he yes, had offered yes. Shiv a ride. He put his hand down on the, on the console. Yes, that's the, he yes, yes, yes. It. She did not grasp it. No, no, she no. Laid, there was no grasping. There was no grasping. It was just on top of it, almost on his wrist. Yes, as the most hesitant, unbelievably brutal to Shiv, the brutal reality that she now. Oh, by the way, all of those poor three kids, richer beyond belief. Yeah, fuck them. All no, the that that was never mentioned. No, he's broken. Is he going to jump in the river? And yeah, Roman is crazy. Of course, Roman. The last scene with him is one he's of the, the perfect smirks of the series. Kendall had; they all had one. 
Shiv had one when she thought that she was the uh, North American CEO. That ended the episode. Kendall, when he realized that he was fucking his brother and sister and fucking the memory of his father by fucking up the Gojo deal, and that ended the episode. This was an ending episode only for Roman. It was the last scene in the series of Roman, and it showed him with the smirk. And one of the things that we know is that here he is. He's the only one suited to be nothing but filthy rich and just sit at a fucking bar and fucking drink. He doesn't care about fucking working. No, he never has. He he does he even want it? Does he even want it? he doesn't he doesn't he just wants chaos. Right. He's a he's an anarchist. You know, in a in a in a in a shirt that's too tight. You know, I mean I mean a, yeah, that that's right. It's like they lost and they you know, they so called lost and they ended up with, you know, fifty billion dollars each or whatever. Yeah. The, well, it was it was actually uh, what was the offer? I don't recall. We know this. Uh, I don't really care. Ninety-seven billion. So divide by three with taxes and other stuff. We'll say twenty each. Well, let's see. Fifteen Five billion, whatever. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, well, taxes at that level? What are you crazy? So no, 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 no. But thirty million uh, each. The the what amazing writing to keep you on the edge of your seat the whole fucking last episode and the whole going to Barbados uh, with the mother and how beautiful it was when the kids could be kids just briefly with the, with, the, with the milkshake did you, and whatever. Did you, did you realize, did you think, did you guess, did you figure that, that, you know, a meal fit for a king and all of that crazy scene where they were kids again? Right. And laughing and all just being goofy and Kendall, the goofiest of them all. When that was going on, did you think this won't last? Because I didn't. I thought I thought that Kendall was, in fact, going to be king. I, I did not think that it was going to go south. One at one point, I thought that it might because uh, uh, what's his ass? Uh, Madsen yeah. um, was going to offer the CEO back to Shiv in exchange for her vote because it ended up being up to her. She got nothing out of it except the job she wanted for her husband, the father of her child, uh, which is just an abstract conceptual thing in the, in the, in, as far as everyone is concerned, including her, not one so, person said what, any concern or how are you, or is the, everything okay? Or how are you feeling? Or she, not one instant of thought on her part that we witnessed about actually having a baby. There was nothing. It was about just being pregnant. It wasn't about anything else. It was so, so shallow. But I'll tell you, the new series, the new series is right there, man. The new series is right there. And it's about Tom and Shiv and Greg. Greg, Greg and Tom are the most loved characters. I, you know, and of course, Kindle and, and, and Culkin have all sorts of parts. I mean, so how you, about how about that like fight with uh, Oh my God, Tom and Greg? It's like oh, oh that yeah, that was like that was like it Greg Greg fucking like, Greg fucking slapped uh, Tom. It's like that was ball, ballsy, Greg. That was a real slap. Well, Greg, Tom hit him, and he's like, "Fuck you." And it was a, it was a funny slapping fight, unlike the 
Kendall uh, Culkin or Kendall uh, Roman yeah. fight where he had him up against the wall with his fucking thumbs and his fucking eyes. Yeah, that, that was, was scary. That was some serious shit. You know, Kendall can kill somebody. Now, I th- I had a thought that that was going to come up. His murder. Yeah, I, you're you're I, not the only one. Yep. Yeah, I'm not the only one. That's absolutely right. Um, but uh, uh, and it and it I did not know, of course, that Roman didn't know anything about it. And uh, it absolutely caused. Um, uh, well, Daddy just took care of it. Of course, it was after that that Daddy certainly decided that Kendall was in succession. But for Tom to get it, <laughs> it, it like, imagine the look on Logan's face knowing that Tom got it. Right. Well, he wouldn't be surprised, and nor would he be displeased. His children were nothing but idiots. They yeah. weren't serious people. Tom was loyal to him, was going to go to prison for him. There's a scene they showed again and again and again that Shiv noticed when her dad saw him and gave him a, a, an affectionate touch on the shoulder, which as far as Logan would ever go. Right. And Shiv knew, and it was the beginning of their breakup, that he betrayed her to be able to get in good with her dad. I'm not sure if it was a betrayal for him to go to prison, but what he told Logan resulted in Logan calling his wife and reworking the the uh, the agreement. Yeah, that's what Tom did, which meant that the children no longer had the authority vote, um, and Tom did that. So Tom did for Logan the most important thing. The most important thing along about succession. Which is it took away the only restraint that Logan had. The only one. It took it away. When that happened, the whole show went fucking crazy. It that's that's when the only the restraint treachery... being family? Yeah. Pardon? The only restraint be, the only restraint being Yes, that the children had a, a a a major vote. If the children blocked it, it was blocked. Sort of like day, the UN. The Okay, I've got a couple of things to say. Uh, I heard an interview with um, Skarsgård play, that played Madsen, and he said that he had the the most fun he's had he's had in this show was in that sort of interview with with, with Tom, where Tom was like, uh, "Yeah, I can, I can take, I can, I'm, I'm a pain sponge. I can, I'll, I'll, I'm a puppet. I'll do, I'll do whatever." I'll sing is, for my dinner. I'll sing for my dinner, and and when and when Matson says, you know, I'd like to fuck your wife. Tom is like, yeah, we're all men here. Come on. That look on Tom's face. Uh, I'll tell you what. What an actor. Yes, he you he know. he needs to win. Uh, he needs to win everything except for all the things that uh, McCulkin needs to win because oh, God. Jesus McCulkin's gonna he's. I'll tell you what. Can you, gotta, is there any role that you you? He reminds me of, uh, uh, like, I don't know, Christopher Walken kind of odd. Oddness, yes. Yeah, you know, like he's just, he's not going to be a he's not going to be a Jason Bourne kind of uh, like no mm, action hero, but he's going to be a, a odd bureaucrat. <laughs> You could see him as a hitman. You could see him as a as a as a as a gang leader. You could see him as one of the you know foils in the Batman movies. I mean, he's 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 out of this world. Good. 
Yeah, he he could be like a Noho Hank sort of kind of person. Wow. <laughs> but, Are we ready to change the subject? No, I don't. Oh I don't, I don't think we have God. time. I don't think we have time. Uh, oh my but God! Succession. I I'm so pleased with how it ended, and the drama right up to the end. So apparently they um they the part where uh where Kendall goes back into the back into the boardroom and and is like wait a minute let's yeah. let's adjourn this that was all unscripted like they 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 had a f- they were doing the fight thing in their in their own little room and the director and the director said yeah go go on and the camera people not having any knowledge of this uh like followed him in there and like did all of that totally impromptu like that was not part of the script at all for and him to go back in there God, Kendall it's done and and anyway, with the interview with um, Jeremy Strong, uh, he, he he felt so defeated, like sort of kind of personally on Kendall's behalf, even though, yeah. you know, as all actors do, they're like, I'm not liking that character at all, at all. But they've spent so much time inhabiting that character that they right. feel that character's emotions. Uh, but yeah, he said that that was, that was crazy. And apparently the very last... Sh- very last thing that they shot was the thing uh, on the little float in in Barbados, where where the where the sibling said, "Yes, you can be you, you can be the king," and, and 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 they were like, "You can fucking smile, Ken. You can and, have this bauble." Yes. So what what went yeah. through your head during the um, the uh, drink for a king and all of that stuff, where he was <clears throat> licking Roman was licking the cheese and throwing it around. That seemed to me to be wildly unscripted. Just it has to, had to have been, yes. You know, and Shiv, Shiv, Sarah Stock was having the best time of her life. They, they, and I think she genuinely is shocked sometimes by what Tyrion Culkin does. Yes. I, don't, I can't imagine that licking the cheese was in was in the script. I just, no. I think he probably went with that. They, they, uh, according to uh, Jeremy Strong that played Kendall, uh, that. That was a genuinely joyful moment for them, yeah. Because they have been working together and been serious with each other for so long, and to just be playful with each other, uh, like they they've been working together for so long that you know they have this love for each other and to in respect, and that that was just a beautiful time for them. Uh, he he said he actually did drink a little bit of whatever that was, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So um, the shift that one of the things that's interesting is how those three sibs all express to each other at one time or another, how they love them. They love the person. I love you, but I can't stand you. I like Shiv with Kendall. I love you. What would she say? I love you, but I find you so fucking repulsive. Yes. You know, and and the and and Kendall just obviously willing. To wait, wait, finally... wait, wait! Is that not what your wife says to you every night? What's that? I love you, but I find you so fucking repulsive. Because <laughs> that's what I'm getting. <laughs> well, after all your travels, I can imagine she's she's <laughs> home with the kids while you're while you while you're you're down in South Beach smoking cigars and drinking shots. Oh, that too. <laughs> Uh, let's leave it on that, my friend. All right. So we, got, um, we have Barry to talk hey, about. Uh, this. Yes. And uh, a couple more Tuesdays than back to Wednesdays, I hope. 
All right. Let's. Uh, okay, man. Let's do I'm what you said. Back. Yes, yeah. I am. I am the eldest boy. You're That's the eldest boy. Said. I'm the eldest boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm the eldest boy. Right? She thought that was funny. Yes, she did. She thought it was hilarious, repulsive. Oh, I gotta leave this on. I gotta walk away. Sorry. No, you don't. All right, bye. Okay, that's it for, for episode number 184. Succession is over. Barry is over, but we will talk about it next week. You can find the show notes for this episode at happyhour.fm slash 184. Not a lot of show notes because, you know, we just talked about the one thing mainly in my trips that don't have any notes. But you can support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour. See you next week.